Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a dummy straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, commercialized pride. Sounds fake, but but okay. okay. That was off. Welcome back to the pod. Oh no. Uh, you sh- you should just make a list, Kayla, so that when this happens every week. Uh, Mobili. That doesn't start with an M, but it's my cat, and she's in front of me, and she really was a piece of shit last night. So, what did she do? Well, so she gets what I call zoomies, because that's Ooh, yes. what uh, Jenna and Julian say that their dog does. Yeah, dogs dogs get zoomies. I didn't. Yeah. I was unaware until I saw a video of Billy doing it that cats got zoomies too. Well, yeah, it seems to happen, like, at night in the early morning, so, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it's not her fault. I leave her all day for work, so she gets bored. For those of you but, who may not know, zoomies is just when, like, an animal just, like, runs around all of a sudden very oh, fast. Oh, yeah, runs so fast. So, she gets nighttime zoomies a lot, like, right when I'm trying to go to bed, so she didn't get that last night, and I was like, sweet. But then at, like, 3 a.m., oh, no. she got them. And there is this rabbit that my mom had knitted that was up in my desk, and she'd gotten it down once before, and she did it again and, like, ripped it up, kind of. No, Billy. So I had to put that away. So, Bill yeah. Afraid. Yeah, she's naughty. Mm. But now she's play. So if you hear um, a cat or, like, some banging around... That is my cat banging around. Or it's me. I'm also a cat. You are not nearly as energetic as she is. Wow. She's okay. also, I think, more social than you are. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But she's a very social cat, so. Well, tell Billy I love her even though she's a bad cat. Okay. <laughs> um, what are we talking about this week? Uh, this week we're talking about Pride. Will this yeah, even come are. out before Pride is o- before Pride Month is over? Uh, yes, it will. It will oh, come okay. out just at the end of Pride Month. Oh, well, good. It's a nice recap of Pride Month. The last day of Pride Month, in fact. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect timing. Good job, us. But yeah, we're talking about kind of the commercialization that goes into some Pride things. I think last year we kind of talked about this a little bit. Yeah, but... I think we've we've touched on it. I tweeted about it mm-hmm. earlier this month. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But we wanted to go into more detail, especially because, like, some specific things have come out uh, that we actually have been asked about. So yeah. we thought we would just make it a whole episode. Yeah, why not? Yay! Well, not yay, but y- you know. But, yeah, you know. Kayla, what are your thoughts yeah. on large companies being like it's pride we're prideful now it's for me it's really hard because on the one hand like it's great like it's obviously showing like some support from major companies and like a lot of them are concluding asexuality now which is really great yeah yeah so, like, on a visibility standpoint, I think it's great. And this is, I have really similar feelings about um, 
some of the more like empowered women ads that have been coming out too mm-hmm. i have i feel similarly my the main thing is so on the one hand i think it's great that there's visibility and you know it's like a public show of support but on the other hand it's you i feel like you have to kind of think critically about like what the company's standards actually are yeah like for example like the um dove does a lot of ads on like empowering women Mm -hmm. and like loving your body and whatever i'm pretty sure it's dove that um is owned by the same people who own axe yeah and so oh my cat's being noisy hi billy come here billy a guest on the podcast she's in the box so I believe it's the same company that owns Axe. And so you look at Axe's ads and kind of what they're doing, and it's like, okay, is this really something that this company believes, or is this just, like, an obvious marketing ploy? Yeah. Like, you don't and actually, or- like, the things that your company does don't actually represent the things that you kind of claim to stand for with your ads. Right. And then, you you know, you have companies doing stuff for pride and it's like okay but if we were to look at this company's policies how do they treat their lgbtqia employees what are their Mm -hmm. hiring standards and then so it's just like this difficult line of like okay would you would we rather them not do anything for pride at all since they're not being genuine Mm -hmm. or like are they doing harm by you know so it i i think it's a very it's touchy yeah, and I, I, as I was just kind of like, because I had heard a fair number of people talk about this before, but last night I was like, I'm going to see if there's any, like, articles or things online that I can read to, like, you know, educate me. And I found this article, it is from last year, it's from Vox. Oh, wow, a year ago yesterday this article came oh, out. Yeah. Maybe that's why it came up on Google, because it was the same date anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's basically just talking about like it's the title is how lgbtq pride month became a branded holiday and one of the things they mention is um like adidas has like you know pride pack rainbow merchandise stuff i was actually on their website the other day and i was like ah yes that is a rainbow pride shirt but it's also as this um article explains it's also one of the major sponsors for um last year's world cup in russia and Russia is a country with a lot of anti-LGBTQ laws um, that make it, I'm just basically reading from this article, that make it unsafe for fans and athletes. And so on one hand, it's like, I do understand that like, it's a huge thing for Adidas to sponsor the World Cup. And it's not like Adidas themselves chose where it was going to be. But there are also implications for your actions and so if you're gonna have this whole like like pride merchandise and stuff like they don't seem to really be backing it up with their actions right and i think it's also like you have to think about you know if you are buying this product or you're like buying this pride merch or whatever it's you kind of have to think about like okay what kind of company is my money going to Mm mm-hmm but then it's also hard because it's like, okay, if I buy it, am I now morally comparable because I gave these people my money? Well, yeah, and I, I don't think it was in this article, but I was reading something last night about how when companies, like, sell specific pride things, 
a lot of times they'll be like, oh, we donate a certain amount of proceeds to, you know, Trevor Project or, you know, some other, um, like, queer supporting, um, like, NGO, but sometimes it's like they give, like, 50% of proceeds and sometimes it's, like, 5%. <laughs> and so, you know, how much is the company profiting versus how much good are they actually doing out in the world in terms of addressing issues that queer communities face. Right. I think it's really hard because obviously for companies, like, as queerness is becoming more, like, mainstream, it is something that, like, makes money. And it's... Mm -hmm. And so it's hard because for companies, this is, like, a big opportunity to make money. Mm -hmm. And, like, they know that if they make pride stuff, like, people are gonna buy it. Yeah. And so it's hard because it's, like, sure, it's a good tactic and, like... You know, there's a lot of other morally questionable things that companies do. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's it's weighing, like, is it worth it? And, like, what does it mean that this identity, while still being marginalized in a lot of ways, is also now, like, being marketed? Yeah, and, and they're making money off of it. They're making money off of, you know, openly being like, oh, we support, you know, queer communities. One of, like... Obviously, some companies are much better with this than others. <laughs> like, if you look at a company like Target, they always do, like, pride stuff. And, I mean, they had the whole shenanigans with um, trans people in their bathrooms. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know all of Target's policies and stuff. But clearly, it's not just something that they're like, oh, we only care about this in the month of June. Right, they're doing stuff, they're doing stuff outside of, I saw a meme, I don't even remember it, but basically the gist of the meme was just, like, all the companies just, like, changing their profile pictures back to, like, their normal mm -hmm. colors after yeah. Pride Month, because it's yeah. like, yeah, they, they changed their profile picture to something, like, rainbow, mm -hmm. from, like, if you t look at, like, YouTube, a lot of people were really upset with YouTube this Pride Month because... Recently, YouTube has been notorious for taking content made by queer people and then taking the ads and making it so there can't be ads Demonetizing on it. it, because apparently it includes adult content. Right. And like, the, whole, the whole YouTube, like, demonetizing thing, I think, goes a lot deeper, and there's, like, a lot of weird stuff with, like, companies and just, like, how the business is run. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's clearly something that's happening, and it's something that creators have been complaining about that you know, YouTube hasn't really seemed to address. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, they changed their profile picture for Pride and they made a tweet, like, supporting, you know, queer creators or whatever. And so it's just kind of like those obviously hypocritical things that it's like, okay. One of the other things this article mentions is that, like, these companies that are, you know, basically making money off of supporting Pride they may think they're doing good and you know if they are donating to good causes then i think that is a good thing but the article does mention that it's not really doing that much for the queer community beyond it says contributing to this vague notion of awareness around the issues that affect the community it's one thing to make people more aware of things and i think that's good but i think at this point everyone knows gay people exist. <laughs> like, everyone in the United right. States gets that gay people exist. And it's more than just being like, oh, rainbows. You know, oh, being gay is fun. Like, there's, it, it goes a lot deeper than that. And I think 
the companies that are actually donating money to good causes are definitely doing much more. And also, like, the people who are donating money to good causes, but also bringing up more awareness of not just, like, gay people exist, but the issues that queer communities actually face. I mean, some do better than others, but I would like to see more do better, better. (laughs) Yeah, kind of um, going off of that, so Budweiser this year did a bunch of posts, at least on Twitter, for Pride Month, and they did like a bunch of the flags and then they like defined the what the sexuality was so they did one for asexuality mm-hmm. i didn't read any of the responses i know i think someone dropped it in our discord and said that some of the tweets back at it were not you know the best mm-hmm. um and were kind of upsetting yeah um which i suppose is to be expected unfortunately um, unfortunately but something the Something Budweiser is doing this year is they partnered with, uh, her name is Yasmin Benoit? Oh, what's her? Yes. So she's the girl who started the This Is What Asexuality Looks Like. She's mm-hmm. um, an activist and model in the UK. And so Budweiser this year partnered with her and then had some support for Avon. And during London Pride is setting up or did, I'm not sure when London Pride is exactly... Um, a bar called Ace of Spades that Hmm. is like a gay bar but for ace people that's pretty cool I haven't done any other reading or research into it yeah um but I think that's that one is interesting and I I wanted to know your thoughts on that I think that's really interesting I think when you see companies like that that are obviously including the people in the communities that they're supposedly supporting when they include those people in those conversations i think it's always going to have a better outcome and so i think the fact that they included yasmin and avon is good i also think that's just really interesting because i know a lot of times with gay bars ace people can feel kind of not welcome in those places because they may feel uncomfortable they may you know if, if it is a gay bar they might be afraid of that someone might try and hit on them which i mean it makes total sense if you're in a gay bar but i think having like a space that is just for ace people and ace spec people to like meet i think that's kind of cool mm-hmm. especially because i think we hear from a lot of ace people that like they don't meet other ace people in real life mm-hmm. a lot like it's yeah way less common um so yeah i'll be interested to see like how that goes i th- I think that is kind of cool though and i think it's always good when when the people in the community are actually involved yeah i think it's it's good especially that they like partnered with like a member of the community and that avon was involved i'm not i don't think avon was like super involved from what it seems like but they like were there but it was like it was something that they deemed worth being affiliated with yeah at the very least so yeah for sure so yeah i think it's yeah it's interesting and i don't know like what budweiser has been doing with other Mm -hmm. with anything else with pride so but yeah fun can i tell you something kind of funny i last weekend i was in minneapolis for quidditch and we were at the Mall of America, and we went into this store because 
someone I was with wanted to. I don't remember. Well, you were also in a mall, so. Yeah, I was in a mall. <laughs> and there was a shirt in there that was one of those shirts that's like, oh, we're all human. And, like, each of the different letters is a different, like, pride flag. And my friend was like, oh, look, like, there's an ace flag. And I was like, that's cool. And then we continued walking into the store and then in the back of the store there were just like a bunch of dildos and shit and then i got really uncomfortable so me and my friend miranda just like left and i think that's the ace experience what store were you in spencer's but not spencer's gifts spencer's the other spencer's why did they just have dildos apparently they just do because the guy was like oh at the at the spencer's by my house the dildos are in the back left and I was like, what? That's very odd. I thought dildos were only sold in sex stores. I don't know. Huh. But there was a bunch of, like, very cheap lingerie. I and then... Wait, a but then there was also... Spencer's. It... You know the, the font they have for journeys? Yeah. It's, like, the same font. Like, imagine that. It's, like, a hot topic mixed with the journeys. Oh, Yeah. Okay, I mean, I guess that's the kind of store that would have that. But, like, at the front, there was, like, a bunch of Pride stuff. Because, you know, Pride Month. But, like, yeah, they I included... Yeah, I just yeah. went to their website and I saw the shirt you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. But then also, there were just a bunch of dildos. And I was like, I feel a little weird. I'm gonna leave the store now. <laughs> yeah, that's really, um, odd. So, that's just a fun little tidbit. <laughs> that is the Ace experience. Another kind of commercial, but kind of not thing with pride was so the democratic national convention those they're they're really doing their best but they're goddamn idiots did you see their tweet about how if you text boy bye to like a certain number it'll like put you on a like it's basically about like kicking trump out of office but they were like text boy bye to this certain number and everyone was like this is this is not how you this is poorly done pandering <laughs> yeah that i saw that and it was it's just so shitty because like they're very obviously just like trying to reach a young audience but it's not working and, like and i get i get that yeah and, like i i get why that's important but like but the, also, like, the issues that are important to a younger audience are not like slang it's like you know student loans and that sort of shit. <laughs> Minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it's like, I guess it's like kind of trivializing. Yeah. And like, it's like, I don't know, it's still politics, like. They're just like, they're trying to reach this group, but they're doing it in the entirely wrong way. And I found it very funny because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez responded. She was like, guess someone didn't come to my, like, Twitter seminar that she did for, like, other Congress people. Oh, about like like how to reach people on Twitter and do a better job yeah. of using social media, and she was like, "I guess someone didn't come to my seminar." <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's either like a young intern or like someone that's too reaching old to be trying to, or maybe it's someone that's our age that really just, really just did it to them. Really just thought it was gonna work, and then everyone was like, "No, we hate this." Yeah, they probably got fired. <laughs> All right, that's just the that's just the small addition I wanted to make. Another thing that we wanted to talk about in this video was something that we had been asked. This video, we're doing a video. 
<laughs> yeah, this is a video now. The other thing we wanted to talk about on this pod was something that we actually got asked about by an anonymous asker on Tumblr, and it was about Taylor Swift's new music video. Which I just watched. Yes. Like and I half an hour ago. I listened to Kayla watch it. Um, she did. <laughs> it's, I think in some ways it is kind of related to this idea of commercialized pride, but Kayla, since you just watched it for the first time, and I didn't ask you right after because I wanted to save it for the pod, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift's video, You Need to Calm Down? Not You Need to Calm Down. The, the video is called You Need to Calm Down. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so it was kind of hard because I hadn't watched it until today, which is like a pretty long time after it came out. Mm-hmm. Because I just, like, didn't care enough. Um, So, like, I kind of had, like, already seen a lot of people's opinions on it, which, like, kind of swayed me. Yeah. Because I think I saw a lot of, like, negative stuff about it. Do we want to do a quick description of the video for anyone who, like you, lives under a rock? So, basically, the video is... The song is, like... She uses a lot of, like, gay slang in the song. And it seems like she's kind of being, like y'all calm down with like the homophobia and stuff but it also seems like she's kind of like talking about herself and the music video is her with a bunch of very famous like queer people like internet people like ellen degeneres is in it kaylee kyoko's in it hannah hart's in it billy porter's in it adam rapon adam rapon the fab five from queer eye a bunch of people that if you are familiar with the community, that you would know who they are. Yeah. And some people that, like, I don't know by name, but I definitely recognized. And so they were just, like, all in the music video, having a good time with her. It's, like, classic recent Taylor Swift where everything's, like, bubblegum colors, like, aggressively rainbow. (laughs) And it's not- Now that I think about it, it reminds me a lot of a YouTube rewind. Oh my god, yeah. Because it's just, like, a lot a of those people, people have been in like, YouTube rewinds. <laughs> well, also that, but it's like, you know, a bunch of just like random celebrities like walking mm-hmm. around doing little bits. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe. And I mean, I guess before we go too deep into talking about this, I will say I know a lot of people who really like Taylor Swift and really like this video and some of them are queer. And I know a lot of people who do not like Taylor Swift and do not like this video and they're also queer. Taylor Swift tends to be a very polarizing person in queer communities, especially. I've gone back and forth on Taylor Swift, you know, but I do urge you all to form your own opinions. Like, don't just blindly follow people. Which Um, I realize is hard because I, like, especially for me, like, I feel like I don't have a ton of really strong opinions about celebrities. And so I tend to just kind of like, my opinions are kind of just like the same as whatever I read online because I like don't care enough. I'm easily swayed and I'm trying to do better at not being easily swayed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely pretty easily swayed about that kind of stuff, but. Yeah. Did you see mostly anti that video responses or mostly pro? At least, like, the stuff I remember, mm-hmm. it, what, like, what is, like, jumping out my memory is negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's interesting because I saw a fair amount of negative stuff. A lot of the positive stuff I saw were either from people that I personally know who I just, like, I know really like Taylor Swift or people who were in the video. Like, people in yeah. queer communities who were in the video. And then a lot of the people who weren't in the video who are in queer communities 
weren't so pleased about it. And a lot of people are being like, you know, the only reason they're mad is because they weren't invited to be in the video. But I don't, I just don't think that's true. No. I, I think that's just an attempt to dismiss valid criticisms. Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, one person out there. Yeah, there might be one or two that are like, I wish you'd invited me, so I'm gonna be salty, but, you know. But, yeah, I don't think that the vast majority, that's the reason that they're mad, no. Yeah, and, and the reason that people do seem to be mad, those who are mad, is because it seems to them like Taylor Swift is just kind of, like the companies we were talking about earlier, just kind of like cashing in on this like pride month you know queer support sort of thing and i do definitely understand where they're coming from on that front yeah i think like a lot of the problem i've had with taylor swift over the years is that she like hasn't really done anything she's been also very apolitical and it was it's very clear that it was intentional Right, which is also, like, a hard stance to take, I realize, because, Mm -hmm. like, something, I was in a a feminist, oh, yeah, you guys know this. Kayla was in a feminism class. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but, like, something we talked about a lot was, like, are celebrities, like, actually responsible for, Mm -hmm. like, having political opinions and putting them out there? Like, is that actually part of their job description, and should we be getting mad at them if they're not? Mm -hmm. Which, like... It's hard because me personally, I kind of, like, shit on Taylor Swift for, like, not doing anything. And when she did, it would be, like, really minor. Like, she didn't go to any of the women's marches. She just posted about it. And, like, Mm -hmm. at the time, I thought that was really shitty. But, like, I also didn't go to a women's march. So, it's kind of, like... Yeah. So, like, I think it's... um, I don't know. It's hard. But it is... It is interesting to me that she is now getting way more into politics and it was after it was after 2016 that basically she made her first like political thing which is when she supported one of the candidates in tennessee and was encouraging people to register to vote even then though she posted that like the day before the vote so like a criticism criticism i saw of that was like she didn't do anything early enough to like really make a difference there Mm -hmm. because she kind of like posted last minute and was like yeah i support this guy and it's like okay but like you could have said that earlier but yeah i mean i it's very interesting to me that like now is the time she's doing this Mm-hmm. And, like, it does lead me to wonder, like, how genuine she's being or if this mm-hmm. is, like, her realizing that people that are really political are, like, be like popular online now. Yeah. And she's just trying to, like, cash in on that. Like, obviously, I don't know. And it's also a question of, like, do her actual intentions really matter or mm-hmm. is it the fact that she's doing it at all that's good enough yeah i don't know i think it's i think it's hard yeah i think that's important to note and i also just think that it's looking at the people who are in that music video you know it is notable that she did include those people like Tadra Call was a co-executive producer like it's not it's not like she just was like oh I'm gonna make this video pandering to queer communities like she actually made them a part of the process I don't know how much say they had but at least they they were there and they were represented 
Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't realize until I watched it that Todrick Hall also was an executive producer. Mm-hmm. And that did make me think about it a little bit differently because yeah. I was like, okay, well, that means, you know, he had some kind of larger role in it. Yeah. And he is someone that's queer. And she did include a fairly diverse group of queer people. Mm-hmm. There were um, men, there were women, there were non-binary people, there were people of varying sexualities, varying races, varying body types. There were drag queens. Like, she did, I think, do a fairly good job of trying to represent a broader, you know, variety of queer people. It wasn't just a bunch of, like, gay white twinks, which, lovely, but, you you know, you want more diversity than that. Yeah, I I agree. That that is something I think was was good also. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it's just I don't know, for me it's just hard because like how am I supposed to know like how genuine she's being, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's it's hard for me to form an opinion and like I, like I and yeah, I don't know. We don't personally know her, so we're never going to know. Right, you know. And Another criticism I saw online was that the song includes appropriation of black queer language. Um, Mm. In the song, she says, like, take several seats. She also has this line where she says, shade never made anybody less gay. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I didn't really understand that line. No one knows what that means. The one thing I will say is that, like, it's not necessarily her that's appropriating, like, that language like all of society (laughs) culture as a whole has appropriated that yeah so like yeah and that's what i kind of wrote down in my notes when i got went a little crazy writing notes on this last night (laughs) um like i said like maybe maybe there is some appropriation of black queer language but there are there are prominent black queer folks in the video like does that make it okay does that make it better also, it's just becoming more common in non-black queer spaces to use these terms. And maybe that's appropriation in and of itself. But does that mean it's okay that Taylor's doing it because, like, everyone else is doing it? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's hard because, like, a lot of the, yeah, like, the slang she was using is stuff that's just, like, really common now. Mm-hmm. And it's something that people are, like, not even really aware of the origins of anymore. Yeah, and and she can't be blamed for it entering into the mainstream. <laughs> like, that's not on her. Right, and so it's hard because it's like, whose fault is it that it was appropriated? Is it even appropriated? Like, can you really appropriate, like, phrases and right. stuff like that? And, like, yeah, that and, like, whose fault is it that no one is really remembers, like, the origins of it? Like, it's mm-hmm. not her fault, but yeah, also, yeah, does that make it okay just because everyone else is doing it? Mm-hmm. A lot of people as well were saying that it seems like she's trying to become a queer icon in the way that Lady Gaga or Ariana Grande or even Katy Perry kind of have become. I personally think it's just a little too late in her career for that. Like, I think the the name that she made for herself doesn't lend itself to her becoming a queer icon and like not everyone has to be a queer icon and like that's that's okay but it does feel a little bit like she's kind of trying to do that 
and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think that one is hard, too, because, like, if you take someone like Lady Gaga, to my knowledge, she is straight, but, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of her career has been being a really good ally, and, like, a lot of her work speaks to, like, a lot of queer issues. Yeah, and she's also the queen of camp, so... Right, she, yeah, she definitely is. But, like, it's hard because then you have people like Ariana Grande, who we also don't know her sexuality. I saw some speculation recently that she was bi because of some line in her song. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, that one's hard, too, because there are people that are, like, queer icons, like Madonna or Dolly Parton, who, like, aren't queer. It's just that they're so campy that, like, they've become queer icons. Well, and Madonna did openly appropriate from black queer communities with Vogue. So yeah, that's true. There's that, right? So that one's hard too because it's like, I don't know. It I don't the 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 concept of like being a queer icon in the first place is kind of like hazy anyway. Like, what does it even mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and that then one... at the end, Katy Perry was there in her like Met Gala hamburger outfit. Which was supposed, yeah. to, which is supposed to be like her camp thing from the Met Gala. I don't think which, it was really that campy. I mean, it was definitely campier than some of the stuff I saw. Yeah, but, but also, I did think that was sorry. Can, I, th- I thought that was interesting because, like, her, like, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift had been having their feud for like years. Yeah, and then I like was starting to see stuff about like how annoyed people were getting at their feud and how like neither Taylor Swift nor Katy Perry are relevant anymore. Like. Hmm. I saw an article about that, Interesting. like, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I, like, I get the message that I think she was trying to get across of, like, both in her personal life and, like, in the queer community, like, all of the hate, like, isn't doing anything good, mm-hmm. but it was, I don't know, it felt like a weird inclusion to, like, yeah. have her stuff with Katy Perry in it. Especially given the the camp aspect of like the nod to Katy Perry's Met Gala outfit of like camp is a queer invention (laughs) yeah yeah and I also the other interesting thing about the song is the beginning of the song definitely feels like it is directed at the people who have sent hate to Taylor online um it's basically like she there's a snake reference I think which is like a big thing with her there's you know basically she's she's being like calm down don't fucking come at me which is like very very valid and but then it kind of turns into this like like defending queer communities and it feels like it kind of takes a turn and then at the end it takes a turn again and so like I'm not sure what the original like was the song intended to be like a, a a queer sort of song and then like that was just kind of a part of it or was it originally just about people not leaving her the fuck alone on the internet and then she was and then she kind of turned it into this queer thing like i'm just not really sh- i i was confused by that yeah it was that was a weird thing of like her like including and i guess like it makes sense that she was including stuff about her because it's like still her brand and she's still trying to like bring her fans in yeah and like i did see people being like oh my god like when her and Katy perry hugged like i didn't realize i was so invested in that relationship Hmm. like i saw some positive responses to that 
Yeah, it was weird. The thing I thought was, like, I don't know, it that, like, really struck me was the people. So there was people in the music video. Oh, I was going to bring that up. That was what I was going to bring up next. (laughs) Yeah. There's people in the music video with, like, signs Mm -hmm. that are, like, oh, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, like, that are just, like, marching around and yelling at the queer people and, like, being angry. And all of those people are conveyed as, like, white hicks, like, white trash, like, stereotypical. Yeah, Yeah. like, the stuff that they're wearing is, like, very, like, Mm hillbilly-ish. And they're all white. Yeah, yeah, they're all white, very, like, country, kind of, like, dunk like i don't know and it that is a part that like because the rest of it i was like okay like i get why people are mad about this but like i don't know if it's as bad as people were saying i don't Mm -hmm. know that part i really didn't like i just think it's so interesting that that was kind of i understand why if you were like i need to embrace the stereotype about homophobic people i understand why that's the group she went for but it's so interesting to me, based on her background as someone who was previously a country singer, and, like... Oh, that's... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. A lot of times, like, you know, white, more rural, maybe, like, lower on the socioeconomic scale, like, a lot of those people are the people who are seen as, like, the stereotypical audiences for country music. Um, and so it's interesting to me that she would kind of convey those people in that way, also, she's just reinforcing a stereotype about, you know, like, rural white people, and I don't think that's helping anything. Yeah, the thing to me is, like, I'm not trying to defend people that are, like, actually those, like, rural people that are homophobic and Absolutely bad. Absolutely not. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. they, they obviously exist. But the thing to me is, like, especially in our current climate, like, it's becoming more and more apparent every day that, like, racism and like homophobia is everywhere and you don't necessarily have to like look a certain way Mm -hmm. to have those beliefs like there's people in the government who like look really well put together Mm -hmm. that like are still like like it's not necessarily people like there's people that are very educated that still Mm -hmm. think that way and and if rural white americans watch this music video and they see that that's the way that them and their peers are being conveyed, then that can be even more polarizing because then they can be like, okay, if that's the way you see me, then, like, I'm not even going to consider your side of things. It also just kind of, like, goes against what her whole song was saying. Yeah. Like, she was like, oh, don't hate and whatever, but then she's just being very stereotypical. And again, Mm. like, I don't agree with these people. I'm not trying to defend them yeah i just don't know if it was like the best move on her part i i don't think so either to, like it rubbed me even the wrong way and like yeah. that's not my group of people no and i definitely i would say in a lot of ways i have been trained to have an inherent bias against that group of people and oh, i looked same. at it and i was like this is i don't like this <laughs> Oh, yeah, I even, like, I'm someone that, like, I will own up to the fact that, like, I definitely have a bias against, like, the South and Mm -hmm. the country, and I think, I mean, a lot of that has to do with, like, where I grew up and everything, which isn't an excuse, but, like, yeah, I realized that I have, like, definitely a bias, and even I was like, I don't know about that. Two, Two points I'd like to point out. One, 
why was pan icon Brendan Urie not in that music video? He was already in the me music video. Why can't you include him in this too? I had an ad for him, or it was like, it was an ad that had him in it right before the music video actually, which I thought was interesting. Second thing, there's a scene where she's having tea with Todrick and the Fab Five, but not um, Tan for some reason. Tan is just in by himself. And I just- Yeah, I saw the Fab Five tweeting about that. I don't remember what happened. I think he just like wasn't there or something, but. I just found it very interesting that Antony is the only one who appears to have milk in his tea. Okay. That's just an observation. Yeah, I didn't pay that close attention. About their tea. Well, it's pretty obvious because they all have like dark teas and then one of them is very light and I was like, Antony? I guess I just wasn't like looking at their tea. I was. But that's just an observation for all of you. Thank you. Uh, so conclusions on the Taylor Swift video, I think, also, at the end, like, there's a thing where it's, like, you know, support, like, sign this petition to support legislation to help, um, queer communities, and, like, afterwards, apparently, there was a spike in donations, um, to queer organizations, which I think is good. Um. Yeah, for sure. But I, I do kind of agree um with some people who have said online that like it's probably not going to be much more than a drop in the ocean either way like i don't think it's going to have a huge it's not going to change society like yeah. for or against queer communities and like i don't think here's here's what i'll say about taylor as i mentioned earlier i've gone back and forth on her i've liked her i've not liked her i'm at the point now where it's like I have, I have, like, a wary respect for her. Like, she's not for me. Like, just her brand, it's just not my brand, and that's fine. But I do respect a lot of the things she's done, but also there are things she's done that I view as problematic, and so it's kind of, like, a wary respect. Mm -hmm. But I do try to be thoughtful about any criticism I give of someone like her. A A lot of the criticism she gets is in part because she is a successful woman um and i do want to be aware of any inherent bias i might have which as a woman like you you don't want to believe that you have like an anti-powerful woman bias but i definitely think there is some oh for sure and so i i try to be thoughtful about the way i am critical of her um and i think i'm better than i used to be but you know I don't think she's a bad person. I don't think she means harm. I don't think that this video is going to do a ton of harm, but I also don't think it's going to do a ton of good. I kind of well, wish... That's also... Go ahead. I don't... It's it's also kind of like, like, but like for a celebrity to like make a piece like this, is it like a necessity that it does a ton of good? You know, like, because, I mean, we can't expect everything to like, have a huge impact on society so it's like if it doesn't have a huge impact should we just be like no you can't do it and this reminds me of this discussion we had in my discussion section for my film history class we were talking about italian neorealism and the question is do films have an obligation to do something about social change like if they present a problem do they have an obligation to also present a suggestion for the solution and 
different people have different answers to that question and i think that can be applied to this as well like does she have an obligation to i i don't think so i mean yeah it's it's like i was saying earlier like do celebrities have an obligation to be like to be doing political things and to be like socially aware and like expressive of their political opinions Mm -hmm. like yeah on on the one hand I would say logically, I don't think that they have an obligation, but I also know that, like, my knee-jerk reaction often to people not having opinions is bad. Yeah, so I, I think where I ultimately fall on that question is I don't think anyone has to use their platform a certain way, but I do, I think, have a greater appreciation for people who do use their platform yeah. and who don't just bandwagon, who, like genuinely like you can tell that they are genuinely caring and they're genuinely trying to make change because that like that's how change happens is powerful people speak up and obviously if you're not a powerful person you speaking up can also create change but if you're a powerful person you have a megaphone and so i think for someone with as big as a megaphone as taylor swift i kind of wished she used her platform a little bit better i think this is definitely a step in the right direction yeah, I think it reminds me of a conversation I had in my <clears throat> feminist class. <laughs> but we were, we were talking about how, like, the perfect celebrity feminist was Emma Watson because mm-hmm. she, like, started – she was doing stuff with the He for She campaign. She said some things that people, like, didn't agree with. And so she took a year off of acting and just studied feminism. Yeah. She, like, read a ton of books and just, mm-hmm. like, studied and then came back and was like, all right, I'm more educated. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do all these things now. And so she's, like, perfect, right? But yeah. it's like, can we really expect everyone yeah. to, like, A, have the time and money and resources to do something like that and to be able to, like, take a whole year off of their career to yeah. do something like that? It's just, like, it's just not feasible. That's too- so, Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, my current stance on Taylor Swift is just, like, like, interest and curiosity. Just, like... I want to see where it goes. Because I I hope this is a trend that she continues beyond just Pride Month. Like, I want her to ride the queer rights wave, not just chase the paycheck. But we... There's no way to know right now what's going to happen, so... Yeah. It's in the air. I do, I do think that her moral of the story, though, is right. People do need to calm the fuck down. That's fair. Yeah, that is weird. So, there's that. <laughs> do you have anything else to add? Not really. Okay. Uh, what's our poll for this week? So, the polls this week, we're going to have two. We're going to have one poll. First one, we're going to... Basically, the question is, is um, companies having commercial pride campaigns a positive thing? Question mark? Yes, no, neutral, I don't know yet, I think should be our options. Yeah. And then our second poll is going to be an open-ended poll asking about your thoughts on the Taylor Swift video. Please be civil to us and each other, and also don't be horrible to Taylor Swift. Yeah, just, like, be nice, I don't know. Just, like, you know, I would say try and and embrace... The uh, view of Taylor Swift that I've embraced, even if you don't like her, which is, it's it's good to give valid criticism, but don't be a dick about it. Yeah, mm, it's a good life philosophy. Cool. Uh, so 
Kayla? Yes? Do you have beef and juice prepared for this week? You know I don't. I do. I'll go first. My juice is the Jimmy Awards. So, every year, for the past 11 years, there has been this thing called the Jimmy Awards, which is like the Tony Awards, but for high schoolers. And they have to, like, it's not in every state, which sucks, but a lot of states have, like, their own regional awards, and if you win regional awards, you, like, go on to the Jimmys. I watched basically the entire online video. I didn't watch it live, but I did watch it yesterday. I, like, cried multiple times like kayla their dreams are coming true they're all so happy for each other like they were crying because their friends won like they lost and they were crying because their friends won and like this one girl like they hadn't even announced the female winner yet but like her friend won male and she just started crying on stage (laughs) like i know like rachel zegler i think is how you say her last name um She's going to be playing Maria in the West Side Mm. Story movie, but she, like, didn't win the New York one. Mm -hmm. And, like, I guess she's never won, which is pretty crazy. But um, I remember her tweeting and being like, I don't care. Like, yeah, the thing I'm happy about is, like, getting to do stuff that I love with my friends. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Like, they're all all so incredibly supportive of each other. And last year's two winners are both on Broadway right now. Yeah. Which is crazy. But they're all just so pure, and they haven't been broken by the world yet. And they're also talented. <sighs> they are. I wish I was that talented. My I can't just licked my apple. Oh, <laughs> tasty. My beef of the week was originally going to be that I am not as talented as the children on the Jimmys. But I changed it because America is so fucked up. My beef of the week is the absolute bullshit. Stop licking my apple! <laughs> My, the the bullshit of, of Billy licking Kayla's apple. No. My beef of the week is the absolute bullshit that is going on with immigration policy in the United States with the fact that we are killing children and continuing to put them in cages and, like, not give them food or bathe them or, like, you know, give them blankets or beds to sleep on, um, causing serious damage to these kids and these people it is so fucked up there are literal concentration camps and then people are arguing about the semantics of calling it a concentration camp jesus christ yeah not like really what we need right now yeah also it's just like the whole thing with hitler was that it was many many years of build-up and like not enough was done until it was too late Mm -hmm. and that is exactly what is happening which is why I think it's perfectly fair to call them concentration camps. Yeah, it's really hard. Like, the other day I had this thought of, like, this is going to obviously be in U.S. history. Yeah. And, like, I'm my kids or grandkids are going to ask me, like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. And it's like I didn't do anything. Speaking of what can you do, though, I would say to our listeners, if you're able, please donate to Races. R-A-I-C-E-S. They're at Races Texas on social media. Basically, they help provide, um, like, legal assistance to these people um, and just all sorts of assistance. I've donated. I would recommend, if you're able to donate, do it. If not, donate your time, donate your voice, use your platform. If you've got a megaphone, Taylor Swift, use it. Do what you can because it's so fucked up. 
Yeah, it sure is. Contact your representatives. I should do that. I gotta do that. Also, just inform yourself. Things are fucking crazy, and there is so much fucking news, and... Also, another person just came out with a rape allegation against Trump, and his response was, she's not my type, so. Cool. Yeah. So, um, America's fucked, and please donate to races. (laughs) Or, like, the ACLU. Honestly, anyone. Well, not anyone. But, you know. Anyone good. Yeah. Planned Parenthood. (sighs) You know. Just, uh so fucked up yeah it's bad (laughs) all right what is your juice and beef of the week um let's see i'm gonna say my juice is my family um because i've been having a rough time and my family has been so amazing and very supportive and it's honestly incredible and i love them very much my beef I'm just gonna say is my cat licking my apple because I personally love that concept because Sarah already did a serious one and you know yeah alright cool also I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode I hope everyone's enjoying this stupid fucking Avon Swords episode I hate it but I'm glad you're all enjoying it oh my god I love the responses I've had multiple people be like Sarah this is amazing and I was like oh god damn it I am very pleased with it. Oh, God. All right. So. <laughs> Still waiting for someone to draw that creature? Same. Azimakaji. I gotta know. You can find us on the internet at Sounds Fake Pod everywhere. SoundsFakePod at gmail.com if you want to tell us your beef, your juice. Um, what did we talk about this week? Your thoughts. <laughs> your thoughts on whatever the fuck we talked about. Commercialized pride. Uh, or you can answer our polls. That would be fun. Um, if once you've donated to races, you still have money left over, you're welcome to give it to us and help support this podcast. Uh, we have a PayPal and we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash sounds fake pod. Our $2 patrons are Keith McBlain, Roxanne, Alice is in space, Anonymous, Nathan Dennison, Mariah Walter, and Jonathan. We also have a new $2 patron, Sarah McCoy. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. There's so many Sarahs around. Here. $5. Jennifer Smart, Rashida Minnesota, Austin Landry, Finney, Perry Fierro, my aunt Jeannie D, Benjamin Navarro, Megan Rowell, Quinn Pollock, and a new one, Emily Collins. Hi, Emily Collins. Thank you. Hello, Emily. Thank you. Welcome to the party. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa at Dirty Uncle Kevin at Tessa underscore MSRK, Sarah Jones at Eternal Lolly, and Arknest who would like to promote the Trevor Project. You can also donate to them. They're great. $15 patrons, Nathaniel White, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com, and my mom. Who would like to promote free mom hugs if you're like what happened to anonymous it was my mom all along listen to last week's episode we love a secret revealed <laughs> thanks for listening tune in next sunday for more of us new years and until then take good care of your cows <laughs>